to the Tulsa Music Stream. And now, your host, Scott and Janice Squires. You want the dirt? You've got it. Hey everybody, it's Tulsa Music Extreme. I'm your host, Scott Squires, and this is Janice Squires. Hello. Um, this is episode 97. We'll be joined with uh, Nikki Stringfield. She's a guitar player for the Iron Maidens. And of course, Patrick Kennison, he's also a lead guitar player for Lita Ford. Um, as always, make sure you share this um, this live stream on your Facebook pages, on your favorite groups and all that good stuff. Tag some friends while you're at it. And um, as well as YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Uh, make sure you hit like. And as as always, Twitter and Twitch. And we're also on um, podcast platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, uh, Google Podcast, um, Apple Podcasts. So uh, take a listen when you're driving to work. And uh, we are Tulsa Music Stream. It is true. Thank you guys for being here tonight. We are awaiting the arrival of Patrick and Nikki. We usually jump on a few minutes early so we can banter a little bit and say hey and and uh, give a shout out to the sponsors. Thank you guys for sponsoring the show. <clears throat> you guys are going to have to bear with us tonight. I was going to tell Scott I'm going to propose a temporary name change for the show. I think we had to call it Tulsa Mucus Stream. Oh, boy. Because for about the last week and a half, we have been battling some uh, pretty hardcore sickness. So yeah. you guys are going to have to put up with some sniffles and some nasally voices and occasional coughs. But, you know, that's okay. We, yeah. We'll get through it. And the cool thing about uh, Nikki and Patrick is um, they're both musicians, of course. And they've also worked together on projects, on other projects like Heaven Below um, and then Nikki just released a new uh, solo album, which he also uh, co-wrote a bunch of songs on it and produced and played guitar. And they go out and they play shows and, and it's just a, uh, a family affair of rock and roll. They with are these two. busy. They are busy, busy people. Seriously, guys, we'll, we'll be putting up the different, uh, you know, screenshots of, of their different projects and bands. Check each one of those websites out, man. There's. You know, if you ever think that um, new music that's good is not being created, that's absolutely false. There's a lot of good music out there, and they are coming in the room as we speak, so we'll get them all settled in here. But make sure you guys go check out uh, all the different projects that they are involved with. It's a lot of really good stuff. So they are there. Let me see. Can you guys hear us okay? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. I'm going to put you guys on screen. You guys didn't hear me say this, but bear with Scott and me tonight because we are a bit <laughs> under the weather. We're kind of sniffly. Thank God it's a Zoom interview because we're not breathing our germs on you guys tonight. <laughs> well, we're, we're getting over it. That's <laughs> Yeah, we're getting over it. So excuse the occasional cough and sniffle, but uh, <laughs> we definitely wanted to get you guys on. First of all, thank you for being on Tulsa Music Stream. How are you guys feeling tonight? We're good. We're good. We're, you good. might hear us sneezing because we've been cleaning and cat hair is going everywhere. So we've we've Girl. had the sneezing today just from uh, <laughs> allergies and cat hair. So we, wow. we might be right. We feel the pain, Nikki. We've got cat hair galore here as well. We're going to talk about those fur babies later on. Uh, but let's let's get into stuff. We, you guys have to be two of the busiest people in rock and roll right now. You've got so much going on. Let's put this up first. 
This is the new album, the the uh, new solo album that Nikki put out, September 29th. This is called Apocrypha. And let me tell you guys what, I, I made some notes about this after listening to it. This is how it struck me. I think you guys did a great job <clears throat> writing cool, heavy riffs, great hooks, memorable choruses. It's just great songwriting from top to bottom. Why don't you guys tell us a little bit about the process of writing and recording the album? How long did it take you guys to put this thing together and then to record it in the studio? Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I guess it. I started writing the songs uh, kind of during the pandemic. I released my EP Harmonies for the Haunted October 2019. And then, you know, the pandemic hit. We were all stuck at home. So I just started writing these songs then. And I had a couple prior but so I had the skeletons of the songs. Um, I'm a horrible drum programmer. It's hard for me to figure out my ideas. So I, some of them I kind of did rough drums on, but we took them first to our drummer, Shad, who also plays in Heaven Below with us. And that was um, about April or May of last year when we started the actual recording process. So that started with Shad's drums, and then the songs really, really came to As soon to as life. they had live drums, with we go, oh, drums. this sounds like now it's yeah. a band. It doesn't sound like something. <laughs> Some of them didn't yeah. have any drums at yeah, all. I was like, with, you, you know, you, scratch you demos do, first. Uh, you're the drummer, you do, you you bring them to life, because I don't, I don't know what I'm doing with that. So that's when it finally came to life, and then with our crazy, crazy touring schedules, we were trying to fit in what we could with guitars and vocals. So it was very piecemealed together at different times. And, and we just finally picked the September 29th date um, because that was when we could do the album release show. So once we had that date set in stone, then it was like, okay, we have to, we, we got to finish it now. We got to get it out because that's yeah. set in stone. And I got to ask you, yeah. you mentioned it and, and it's certainly true. You all have a crazy schedule. Now we've seen YouTube videos. You guys are out playing some shows in support of the album. Or is your hope to get to do quite a few shows, uh, you know, just honing in on that solo album material? Are you hoping to work quite a few of those shows in in 2024? Absolutely. I really hope so. We just played uh, two solo shows in Arizona this weekend, and it mm -hmm. was awesome. We had a blast. The crowd was great. Uh, we, we hung out at the merch booth all night, met a ton of people. And we have one other, sh we have two shows in January, actually. The first one will be the Schechter Indie Nam party on the 26th. And then the next one is opening for John Five in Las Vegas. Wow. So really we're putting them in as that. much as yeah. we can. Yeah. And that, that's at Vamped, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It counts Vamped. Excellent. So as soon as we get our Lita and the Maiden schedules, that's when we try and see what we can put in in between everything. Yeah, it must be quite the balancing act. You know, I was I was going to ask you, um, you mentioned Hermes for the Haunted. How would you say, I understand that this album was done with a full band, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that one was not, right? Is, is that correct? That was not done yeah. with a full band? Okay. So how would you yeah. say the, the writing um, has progressed for you s since then? Oh, I feel like um, Apocrypha has evolved leaps and bounds especially you know harmonies for the haunted i pretty much wrote all the guitar parts i wrote everything i played bass on that one as well and patrick did help produce my vocals and added some lyrics to harmonies for the haunted but apocrypha there would be times with lyrics i was just completely stumped it was and more so collaborative we, we co-wrote yeah. a lot of yeah. the lyrics and stuff for apocrypha and i brought him in 
on a lot of the guitar parts as well because I knew I wanted to do these songs live yeah. and I was like well whatever I'm not going to be playing you should be playing live you know play play what you're going to play live where I'm not going to be playing that so a lot of the the little leads and stuff yeah I just had Patrick play and Patrick actually played bass on it too yeah yeah I saw that I'm on happy not to not play bass <laughs> and you play you play you play bass you play bass on the EP though didn't you I did. Yeah. yeah. For the that's the first time I ever picked up a bass. I was like, <laughs> okay, well, no, here we go. It, it's always an adventure. And you guys are using that really cool drop tuning, aren't you? With, with, with your stuff. Is it like drop C that gives it kind of heavier modern sound? Yeah. Some of it is standard and then the rest of it is drop C. Okay. Very cool. Well, we need everybody to go make sure you pick that one up. Uh, it is great. We've heard it. And the video is killer for where the demons lie. Check that out too. Patrick, let's bring you a little bit in on the conversation. We've talked about heaven below and you guys have been teasing it on uh, teasing the new songs on the page. Uh, guys, check it out. Heavenbelow.com is their website. Now what, what you're saying about the new album coming out, 12 songs, all originals, no guests, no covers. What can we expect on this album? And do you know approximately what month you, you're expecting maybe to put this out? We're shooting for spring. We're trying hard to make that happen, but our schedules are crazy as usual, which we love. Um, we're both leaving <laughs> to go on tour this weekend. Yeah. But uh, I'm hoping it happens in the spring if everything pans out. All the songs are written, but they're only they're a little over halfway recorded. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a horn session last night. We put some horns on one of the songs, which is crazy. But I, we were listening to an Avenged Sevenfold album uh, months back, and I remember thinking, whoa, that sounds cool. They're crunching down, and now there's horns. And I was like, wait a minute. One of our songs can do that. So we got some horns on it. And uh, the reason I've been pushing it as 12 originals, no covers, no guests, is because we had a little bit of success with our uh, last album, Rest in Pieces, with all the covers. That was the tribute to everyone who's passed. And before that, we did uh, Apocrypha, listen to me, (laughs) Good Morning Apocalypse, which had all kinds of cameos from guest stars. And though those albums were great and we love them, we thought, okay, let's let's change it up. Let's go for 12 originals, no guests at all. Uh, just to establish that we feel like it's a, we feel like it's gonna be at one of our strongest albums. That's super cool. So let me pose the same question, and I know it's probably the same answer. How many shows are you hoping to do with Heaven Below in 2024? as many as possible and and you know without un- undermining anything let's be honest you know lita ford and the maidens are are popular and successful um so we're lucky that we're even allowed to do stuff outside of that really mm-hmm. and i don't mean that negatively um but we want to do more but let's be honest it's hard for emerging bands to get out there and play shows it's expensive to play shows never mind a tour bus just having a couple yeah. crew people in yes. hotels yeah. and stuff like that and mm-hmm. while you are able to do it um i wouldn't say we do it at the level of of the iron maidens or lita ford right. and people could take that however they want but um luckily we get support from both those those things and yeah. speaking of lita ford she's uh due to release a new album in march 2024 um i'm sure there's going to be some heavy touring after that drops as well um have there been any um you know contributions from you patrick on that album or has it been basically was it hoey that she's been talking about in the press mostly now G- uh, gary hoey is not yeah. only amazing Our player he's a great producer he plays on it 
produced it. And of course, Lita's, I don't have to say how great she is. Um, I ended up contributing some backing vocals on it. Strangely enough, her and Gary would call me up and they'd say, where are you at right now? And I'd be like, uh, I'm at home. Can you get in your studio and, and do these backing vocals? We're sending you the roughs. So I ended up on the <laughs> acting vocals, and Bobby Rock is playing drums on the record. And I, I, I'm assuming her and Gary played bass is, what, is my guess. Okay, cool, cool. And this is a good spot to ask you. I can only imagine. i got to put, put a picture of you three up here on the screen. I can only imagine what it's like to play with the caliber of musicians, guys like Bobby Rock and Martin Anderson. When you play with those guys, does that just, I'm sure that just drives you to bring your A game every single show. What's it like playing with those two? It's amazing. I was a huge Vinnie Vincent fan as a yes. kid. One of the first meet and greets I ever attended of any band was Vinnie Vincent in 1987 when I was a kid. I met Bobby Rock, and after I got the leading gig, I went home and took a picture of my signed Vinnie Vincent record, and I sent, I sent Bobby the picture. I said, you don't remember a kid with acne and real long hair and lines? <laughs> 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 it's so amazing cool. it would be the word to, to play with somebody like bobby and martin yeah there isn't a oh i'm tired oh i'm kind of hung over there's none of that crap yeah. it's get up there as if the world will end tomorrow and it, we do a little huddle with lita and everybody and we play like that we play as if the world might be gone tomorrow that's killing and of course martin is the new kid on the block and how's he working out with you guys couldn't be better. He was perfect. He was handpicked by Marty O'Brien, our last bass player, and Marty really had it together. He got he he picked somebody. He said, "This guy's not only a great player, he's the perfect temperament to be with the band." Meaning, we love him on the road. You want to go eat with him. You want to go hang out uh, after a sound check with him. He's not. There's no diva ness. There's yeah. no moaning or complaining, which is probably one of the best things about the Leo Ford gig. There's just never moaning or complaining. And it's not that we're like full of sunshine. We're just happy to be out there and play for people, honestly. Yeah. For sure. Now, Nikki, you also have uh, in the Iron Mains um, have a replacement going on. Of course, uh, Courtney Cox is off with the Burning Witches. Is that right? Yes. And so I don't know if there's a one replacement or is there two there's replacements? There's two, and there they are right there. So what's going on with that, and, and, and why are there two instead of one? So, as you know, the Maiden catalog is crazy expansive. Yeah. You know? And so we've had Shawnee playing with us since, was it maybe June or July? And she's incredible. She actually filled in for Courtney for a few shows many years ago when Courtney couldn't do a couple of shows. So back when I joined, the Dave Murray position was a rotating door. It, it had Nita Strauss and Neely Brosh, mm. and I think it was just them two, but so they added me into the mix and we all knew different set lists so that, you know, they weren't as busy touring then, but each one of us could play a different set list so that they kept things fresh and exciting. If you know, if you've been to any of our shows, our drummer Linda, um, make sure that we never play the same set twice at a place. Like it's always different. Um, so we we did that this time as well. So we have Shawnee and we just had Alyssa play with us for the first time in Houston. What's it last? Not last weekend, but the weekend before. And we gave her a totally different set list. And Shawnee mm -hmm. learns so, so fast. But I think it's it's best to have these two 
right now and they're both killer players they're both really amazing people and we love them both so it just keep it allows us to keep things uh going forward and i gotta tell you we could not be having you on tulsa music stream at a better time because this saturday december 16th you guys are right down the road at the diamond ballroom in oklahoma city everybody who's watching this in the area you guys need to go to diamondballroom.com pick up your tickets get out to that show you all are amazing. Um, I, I do not expect you to remember this. We've opened for you before. Um, you, you all are amazing people. You're amazing musicians. We need everyone to get out there and support you guys. Let me, I do want, before we get off the topic of, of the Iron Mains, we still have more to cover on that, but I do want to put this up. Courtney has been on our program and we love her the same way we love you. She's so sweet. She's so funny. I know her videos bring a lot of joy and laughter to people who watch them. Talk a little bit about your relationship with her. I know you probably do miss do miss being in her life every day, but talk a little bit about your your time with her and, and what you miss about her. Oh, she was one of the first people that I met when I moved out out here to California. Um, she's one of uh, her Anita are who got me in the maidens to begin with, and so yeah, I've I've kind of grew up with her for the past what ten eleven years. We actually just played in Arizona with the Burning Witches and in Houston with the Burning Witches too. So I, I got to see her. So it's definitely different not looking over and seeing yeah. her on on that side of the stage for sure. sure. Um, but I know she wanted to do original stuff as well. Yeah. And I have all understand that. So I'm, I'm so happy she's out there and, and going for that. And I think Burning Witches is a perfect fit for her because we toured with them as well. Um, was it last May? And, you know, they, they totally clicked and that's, that's her kind of music. So as much as we do miss her, we're all super happy for her Absolutely. to be out there. Absolutely. Now you guys recently hitched, right? You're married. Finally, finally did it. <laughs> yeah. It's been a little over a year now. Wow. And so you guys even uh, put out your own music for the wedding wrote your own music and everything like that. You're just guys are kind of a, a, a promoting machine. And I think a lot of that comes from from Patrick. <laughs> Why do you think that? What makes you think that? <laughs> well, in a recent interview, I was I was watching, I was doing some research, and he was talking about, um, you know, how you know in today's world, you know, where there's, you know, a lot of the the, the money's not as like it was back in the day. So now, like the musicians, they got to go out and try to to make it make it as you know wherever and uh, and all that. So. I guess that's where you get your uh, momentum to uh, do a lot of your uh, promoting. Absolutely. I've always thought, even as a little kid, when I got Shout at the Devil or, uh, you know, my favorite Judas Priest records, people could argue about the music all they wanted, other people. But if a band had really killer merch to back it up, you just simply said, wow, that's cool. You yeah. know, and people like to talk bad about Kiss but that's a band that covers all the bases. Yes. And uh, I think success isn't just, oh, I like that song. I think success is, I have this on my body or here's a casket I'm gonna get buried in, or here is a tattoo of the band and whatever it might be. I think that's part of success. Uh, people can argue every day whether Bon Scott or Brian Johnson is better. And uh, it's all about the presentation. Mm -hmm. um it's no different than the star wars uh franchise 
If that movie was released in a paper bag, it wouldn't be as exciting. If there weren't colored lightsabers, it wouldn't be as exciting. So music is exactly the same way, whether it's Celine Dion or you know Infernal Majesty. It has to be presented right. So I have to ask you this. You're, you are on my wavelength. I've, I've always been a believer that if you build a product and the, and the public wants to consume that product, no one is forcing them to consume that. If, if you want to buy a Kiss toothbrush, by God, buy that thing and, and Kiss, sell that thing. You know, I just, I just think that's the way to do it. So I have to ask you, what's y'all's opinion on Kiss going forward? This, this AI, you know, technological stuff that they're planning on doing. What do you guys think about that? It hit me strange. It feels a little video game 1999. Right. But I like that they're forward thinking about it. Um, A lot of people thought there was going to be an authorized tribute band. I don't know. As a Kiss fan, I I didn't give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I kind of scratched my head at it. I don't know what to think of it, to be honest. I'm I'm kind of a a wait and see, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But to go back to the promoting thing is is for for your wedding and everything. You guys actually had shirts and T-shirts with, uh, you know, to to (laughs) help promote that, which I thought was really cool, you know, because you guys have a lot of followers and a lot lot of fans of uh, the Iron Maidens, of course, Lita Ford, that, you know, they stay come and see you guys a lot. So it's kind of exciting, you know, and so that gives the fans a little bit of piece of, of something, you know, of, of your love, I guess. And you got it from a tattoo, right? Oh yeah. Well, it, it kind of, the, yeah. the wedding thing came from my tattoo. I just sat there one day in my, you know, computer program and thought, wouldn't it be cool if this was a heart somehow that'll never work. And then somehow <laughs> I'm wearing it. Right somehow I made it work. There it is. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I was oh. up late that night, probably smoking weed or something. His mind <laughs> with designing things and coming up with things. He's always like three or four, 10 steps ahead. He's always just, his mind never shuts off like the creativity. That's so. that's a good problem to have. So with that said, <laughs> so with that said, I know uh, we talked about the heaven below, uh, coming out with something. How about a uh, Patrick uh, Kinison solo album? Oh, there you go. I've been approached uh, by many people to do that. I'm not ready to do it yet. And without sounding egotistical, sometimes I feel like Heaven Below is my solo project at times, Um, even though it's a full band. um, Maybe at some point I will. If I have something to say musically that is definitely different and not the hard and heavy in your face and the the dynamics of heaven below i'll definitely consider it i definitely have enough material to consider doing it uh yeah maybe gonna do that i want to do an instrumental thing to commemorate my signature model guitar but honestly i haven't had enough time to i have i have a million ideas on my phone and riffs and stuff like that but there's only 20 i need to make it is there a way i can stop sleeping (laughs) (laughs) not not a healthy way not a healthy way i want to keep my teeth that's right (laughs) and you guys got the schecters going on is that what we got going on in the background there yeah yeah let's let me i actually nikki i grabbed some i grabbed pictures of both of you guys is uh i was going to say these are pictures of your kids let's let's put up nikki's guitars so you've got those there and Patrick, that's yours. So I have to ask you guys about this. Let me, uh, let me, I don't know if I can scoot over, but have you guys ever played the uh, Sinister Gates? 
Oh, hell yeah. I actually have one right over there signed by the whole band. Do from, you really? I, I have two of them. Yeah. And, uh, Do you like it? That's what I love it. That's what got me started. And uh, I don't ever play it anymore because it was signed by the Rev and everything. And he's passed. But yeah, that's like my possession, of course. Like I... He's what got me into playing Schecter, so I had to have one of those. I got to know. Them. I mean, you guys had your pick of the litter with these guitar lines. What made both of you want to go with Schecter as as the models, the, the brand that you represent? I'd say Avenged Sevenfold and Papa Roach for me. Um, when I was 14 and, and starting to play guitar, I saw my idols playing Schecter, and I went into – my dad took me to Guitar Center, and I just – I got a Schecter. I got a, a Diamond Series Griffin. And I still have that today at my parents' house. And ever since then, so it's been 20 years, almost 20 years that I've been playing Schecter's. And when I moved out to LA, they took me in. They actually gave me a job as a receptionist to help me stay in Los Angeles. So they're more than just guitars to us. They're, they're family to us. They're just Excellent. really great people. That's what it was for me, just showing up at the... Uh at their offices and the president is wearing shorts and a Hawaiian shirt. Uh, <laughs> there's people downstairs offering you a beer at times. It doesn't have a stuffy vibe. It feels like a company that you and your family and friends would have, even though they're huge. Um, and that's what led me there. I'd had other endorsements in the past, which were great, but you know, companies change. And uh, I thought, oh my God, this feels like my my cool cousin or uncle giving me a guitar endorsement yeah, i can call yeah. him up at any time and go get go to the bar and drink with the entire staff actually our friend scum who works there uh he was our our uh efficient our, yeah, wedding, efficient. our wedding efficient so oh cool right there right. yeah we they're they're literally like family to us so yep. that's great that's so cool i want to come back and talk a little bit more about the wedding here in just a minute but i also want to talk about this this live in the living room that you guys did now of course you guys can do this heavy just heavier than snot stuff that's awesome but then you guys can really dial it down and strip everything away strip away all the distortion all the all the effects and just get down to this really beautiful and raw level what do you guys get out of acoustic music, like performing it, writing it, playing it for people that maybe you don't get out of playing the heavy stuff? It's just a dynamic. Yeah, it's I such love... a different dynamic. Yeah, I. That's it's a new thing for me still. I've what I started performing acoustic just a year or two ago. I I, I love the rawness of it, and it really can hit people in a different way. I think than than as a full band. Um, yeah, I just, it, it totally hits different. You can reach a different crowd with that. Like we play at the Hard Rock in Hollywood where, you know, people are just going there to eat. You know, you, you get people from everywhere. And uh, so we get to play different different stuff. Yeah, it's a too. different animal. For me, when I was, you know, in the 90s, I was watching, uh, what's it called? MTV Unplugged. Mm -hmm. And I would watch that show thinking, man, can't I sit down and play an Allison Chain song unplugged and have it touch me the same way that uh, me as a fan watching them? Mm -hmm. And I just worked at it. I just worked at it and thought, man, this at first it was scary because you're it's only your voice, <laughs> yes. only your own tempo. Yeah. There is no anything. I just kept working at it until I was comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. And I guess you've done the same thing. Yeah, I have uh, actually have a, a solo I mean, at the Hard Rock, we'll play two and three hours. You know, a wow. three-hour solo set is pretty, 
daunting with the amount of uh, lyrics and everything yes. that you have to remember. But yeah, it's uh, it's watching back to uh, MTV's Unplugged, uh, the Nirvana Unplugged in New York. That's one of my favorite albums today at the end where he's singing, where did you sleep last night? And he hits that last, that last vocal where it's just, where he's screaming it out. It's just like, would give me chill, like goosebumps every time. Absolutely. And, it's kind of the anti backing track, anti auto tune performance. Mm. That not that we have that in our other things because we don't, but it feels like okay, I'm gonna play this guitar and I'm gonna sing these harmonies and we're gonna do this and it might be raw, but it it seems to touch something with with yeah. people and that's why we do it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's difficult. I mean, it, you like you say, you're stripped down. It's it's you and your instrument and the audience, and it it can be very daunting. If I if I always I always I, before if I've had someone come up and say, "Hey, my kid wants to learn guitar. Should I get them an electric or an acoustic?" I don't know if I'm giving the right advice or not, but I always say start them on electric because I remember kind of fumbling around with an acoustic at first and. It hurt my fingers so bad. I mean, electric hurts it too, but you know, acoustics just a different beast. So I always say, get comfortable with electric, then kind of break into the acoustic as you're. you're my mom you know. did the opposite. She, she, my mom said, if you can play this acoustic, I'll get you an electric. And that wow. was a lot of motivation. That was a lot of motivation <laughs> for me to go look. I learned all these open chords, and I can I can play the intro of, of you know this Dawkins or Judas Priest song. <laughs> I agree with you. I did not want to, like my dad had an acoustic, my dad's a, a guitar player and I w would pick up his acoustics and I'm like, this is so hard. And it, <laughs> to me, I feel like, yeah, it's a, it can be a turnoff to a, a player. When the strings are this high yeah, off the yeah, fretboard. Exactly. You can drive a truck through yeah. it, right? Yeah. That's, that's not a good way to get a kid started. But Patrick, I'll bet that puts you ahead of the game because your hand was probably already really super strong and you picked up the electric. It probably felt like spaghetti noodles on there. Well, yeah, I had an older brother that played um, and he showed me the opening to Breaking the Law and I was <laughs> off to the races, of course. So I, I <laughs> believe that I knew the notes to Breaking the Law at, at you know, 10, year, 10 or 11 years old. Uh yeah, but the acoustic, it, I learned all my open chords first, and that, that was a good foundation. It wasn't just bark chords. I knew the rest of the chords beyond the power chord. Right. I, don't, I don't know if that made me skilled or not. <laughs> That's what I did. And, of course, you guys put a lot of those videos out on your YouTube channels, and... Um... You know, I always see a lot of views on those, and I'll, I, you know, I'll, I'll, as I'm going through there, one will pop up here and there, and we're actually going to play one at the end of this show. You guys did a Silent Night uh, Christmas song, and Beautiful. I figured, hey, it's uh, almost Christmas, so it'd be a good time to play something like that. But I love those videos, and and yeah. I don't know if half I don't know if you guys do a lot of those live, or are there some of those pre-recorded, and you just kind of layer them. Yeah, we've done it both, definitely both ways. We've done it like totally live and we do it like five times and we pick the best one. Right. And other times we'll say, well, we could do it live. Why don't we just record it with no overdubs? It's just the one vocal yeah. mic. We're both singing guitars. on the same mic for the harmonies and everything too. Yeah. We want to keep it real. I don't want to do smoke and mirrors. Um, I've played in bands that run backing tracks which was really cool in the 90s and now i think it goes back to don't do backing mm -hmm. tracks don't do auto-tune i think it needs to go the other way yeah so we try to do it and, that way and we make sure yeah. i like like with the back country that one's extremely 
extremely difficult, but I was like, we're not going to do anything that we cannot get up on stage and play live. We have a right. looper pedal. That's our, that's our only cheat is we have a looper pedal. We bang go. on the guitar and then we loop that and then we play on top of that sometimes. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I mean, I know you guys are like separated a lot of times if you're on your tour and he's on his tour. I don't know how how you guys even have the time when you guys finally get to meet at the house i mean for me i would just like okay there's my bed i'm crashing but you guys seem to find <laughs> all this time to to do you know be able to produce all these other different projects and i think that's really cool and he looks it sounds like that you guys have a lot of drive for this uh rock and roll animal that you guys have uh have, have delved into yeah, thank you. There's times where I'm like, why did, why did I plan this? I'm so tired. Why do I do this to myself? But yeah. then, then when we're working on it, you know, we we love doing anything with music and and staying busy. I will say, yesterday I st I was in bed most of the day. I was like, I he went and did the horn session. She made like, me go produce our horn session. I, to, I, said, you gotta I was like, I gotta sleep. I was like, I have to be in bed for like one day, one day to just chill. And plus, you know. Getting to stay home with the fur babies is always good. Absolutely. Let's talk about them real quick. So I'm so glad that Rollo m made his presence known on the video. I actually had a had a picture of him. I, I was ready to <laughs> pull him up. He's he's a little rock star himself. But you you guys have you mentioned cats. Now are I'm going to put this up. Are these your current cats? Yeah, that's Lucy and Luna. Lucy's the black one, and Lu Luna's the gray one. The total oh, diva. They're totally usually, divas. whenever I sit down on the couch, they're usually bookending me, like with their butts up here. But they're yeah. uh, they're enjoying the the cold right now. They're laying. They're too laying cool the for everything. Door. Well, you yeah. said you were cleaning and vacuuming hair, so they're doing their part by putting their hair back in the spots where you you cleaned it up uh, from. Yeah, but yeah. You got any uh, guests or uh, uh, chat? Questions. Oh, I do. Yeah. Let, let's check in with it. We have a fan chat. You know, guys, we do this live. And then, of course, the replay is available later. But uh, one of the fun reasons that we do it live is so we can get some uh, fan interaction. If I can find the screen. There it is. OK, so, uh, th yeah, this gentleman is with us almost every show. Please tell Patrick and Nikki that Gilligan says hi. So, oh, I love Gilligan. We remember, uh, I remember him. Okay, yeah, very cool, very cool. Uh, Laura Bachette says, I've been waiting for this interview for weeks. It's amazing how much you both work. Love you. Love both groups. Very creative people. Great music from both of you. We agree. We definitely agree with that. Wow, here is someone checking in from Aruba. Elamar oh. Sylvani Cock. And Cook. from YouTube. Oh. Very cool. Oh, that's a YouTube viewer. So I know we've got other stuff in here. Someone is asking if you're still in the Iron Maidens. We know the answer is yes. It's Courtney that left, not you. So you are still with yes. them. That's good news. Apparently uh, that's Say that again. I'm sorry. Apparently the Shawnee Alyssa post confused a lot of people. So yes. Yes, oh, because because they thought that y'all were pla replacing both spots. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. we're just... They didn't bother reading. The <laughs> power of, uh, of reading the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, I told you I was going to ask you guys a little bit more about, about the wedding. Basically, this isn't just a wedding question, but... You know, if you two didn't even know each other and, and you, you're accomplishing uh, you know, what you've accomplished musically, what you still are accomplishing at these high levels, you guys are living a dream, even if you were single and didn't know each other. But the fact that you guys have, are now united in marriage as a couple, you're doing this musical and personal journey together as a couple, 
it kind of takes it from dream level to fairy tale level. But, you know, the fairy tale for you guys is real. It's not make believe. What I wanted to ask you both, what do, what would you guys say you appreciate most about the other one uh, that they bring to your life that maybe you wouldn't have if they weren't there? Ooh, I'd say he's the, the, the main positive force for everything. I'll be ready to just be like, I don't know if I can do this. And he's always the one that is so positive. It's just like, keep it going, keep it going. Man, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, before him, we, we were friends for a very long time and we're with each other through all the breakups we would go through. And, and so we knew what each other had been through. And I was like, I will never get with another musician ever. You know, <laughs> horrible. Never. Well, that thankfully that didn't happen because it's so hard to find somebody that understands the schedules that we go through, who understands the touring, who understands why you're not texting them at midnight or, or whatever, you know? So that's, that's so wonderful to have somebody that just understands everything that to have a partner that understands everything that we just push forward in all things, music and, and life in general. Yeah, I, people ask me what you ask like that, and I usually tell them it's basically the heavy metal Hallmark movie story. And it sounds <laughs> funny to say that, but we were always dating other people, and those people would talk at the end of the night, and then her and I would talk, and it wasn't about, you know, let's hook up, or you're so hot, none of that BS. I already know I'm hot before she said anything. <laughs> <laughs> sense of humor as well we would always talk music and what we were working on and we had talked about working together and we we did even before we hooked up and um when we finally both ended up single it was like the dam broke it was like the chocolate and peanut butter met and uh instead of acting like total fools we're like oh my god this is real we need to be cool how do we approach what do we do and um I just got to say, it's nice to play with someone who's uh, as motivated as me, talented, and is not a diva because we've all played with divas. You yes. know, I'm not going to name any names from my previous bands, but it's hard to work with people that manifest their insecurities into terrible behavior. Sure. And um, find somebody who doesn't do that, like in the current bands we play in, you stay with it. You're like, oh my God, you're not going to punish me because you hated your childhood? You know, there's a lot of people do that. I, right. I don't mean to be a psychologist, but playing in bands has turned me into a psychologist. Sure. So I know when things are great, and this is definitely great. Well, and plus, both of you are from Texas, so that probably had a lot of, uh, you know. Yeehaw. That's true, too. It is nice to go home for the holidays, and both families are just a couple of hours apart. That's... And Barolo's from Texas, too, actually. Is so he really? We're, uh... Yeah, he. Uh, we got him. My aunt found him and his sisters. When, and his birthday's this month. Yeah, it's actually sometime this month, but he could fit in the palm of my hand right outside of, of where I live. So he's wow. a little Texan too. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was meant to be. It was absolutely meant to be. I have to get to one more viewer comment, and I'm, I'll let you have it. Have the floor, Scott. Right. Uh, this is from, this guy is one of the biggest Nikki Patrick fans I know. He's been so pumped about this show. He says, hey, guys, it's Scotty Scott. So the meet and greet. Oh, you guys know him. Yeah, we, he's a great guy. He says, uh, so the meet and greets, will you have some with your HB tours? Heaven below. Oh, hell yeah. 
absolutely. Not only will we have them, we'll make sure they're not expensive and overcharged or overrated. Yes. They will probably involve alcohol and me pretending I'm either a stand-up comedian or a psychologist. Man, who wants to miss that, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. So Union Underground, you guys played OzFest. I'm sure you have a lot of cool memories with that band. Um, are there any other, any future, you know, reunions or anything coming that, that you might no, want to do? Singer, the singer took over the name, which I had owned and let go. And I think he's running with it with different people. God bless him. Um, but no, that feels like... A, several girlfriends ago kind of thing sure and um, it was a great learning experience and i'm happy that it happened and you know it, it i've used a lot of that knowledge and what i do today and if anybody were to ever say that i'm successful i can definitely say the union underground college is definitely what helped me do what i do now sure. but not looking back on that you know john went on to disturbed which is doing great obviously and uh, me and the singer d just couldn't see eye to eye by the end of the band. And uh, I had to accept that, you know, I, you get tired of making excuses for people. And then you're like, you know what? I'm just going to move forward with with positivity. Very so cool. cool. Very cool. All yeah. right. So we're going to play this Christmas song. But before that, you know, we are reaching Christmas. And, and I want to put you guys in a room, separate rooms. Uh, Patrick, you're at Alita Ford Christmas party, right? <laughs> And you have to reach in a hat, and you got to draw a name, and that name is um, someone, Bobby Rock, and you have to give this guy a gift. What are you getting Bobby Rock for Christmas? Ah. Wow, that's really good. Bobby Rock is an amazing charitable person, especially with his larger-than-life personality and his big, huge muscles. So for Bobby Rock, my gift to him would be definitely something in the rescuing of of cats and kittens which he does that's awesome and he and wow. i have connected that we're crazy animal people so mine would definitely be a charitable cont contribution to to something animal related for sure Oh All gosh, right. We have to get Bobby Rock on this show because we're as big animal lovers as we are music. We're, we're just like you guys. I did not know that about him. Thanks for sharing. So that. now you are at an Iron Maiden's uh, Christmas party. Nikki. And, and Nikki, and you draw Linda McDonald's name. What are you getting her for Christmas? Wow. Oh, me and Linda are so close. Well, it's that's probably going to be along the same vein as Bobby Rock. Linda actually just took in two. Uh, two dogs that her and Kirsten found on the road. Uh, they they were in a shelter. The mama dog was getting so thin, you could see her ribs and mm. they couldn't get anybody to take them. So Linda actually just uh, went and got this big outdoor kennel, kennel yeah. to, to uh, save these dogs and foster them. So I would probably get something for her as well. Probably a nice big bottle of Malbec and mm -hmm. and something to help with with her dog rescuing Super wow, so cool. we're all crazy animal lovers well, there you go they're the best i mean you talk about unconditional love they don't care if you've had a crappy day they're there to give you a big lick across the face and make it all better plus both of them probably have enough drumsticks right yeah i bet they do yeah <laughs> right. i think so and drum kits <laughs> yeah 
Let me let me hit you with two more quick questions, and then we'll let you guys go have your evening. I'm sure people say all the time, "Who are your biggest guitar influences?" I think both of you have great voices. I want to know who are some of your biggest vocal influences. Let's start with you, Nikki. I would say Amy Lee from Evanescence for sure. Cause she was like my idol when I was growing up hearing Fallen. Um, I grew up listening to my my family didn't listen to country, but we did listen to a lot of Shania Twain. And I think probably singing along with her a lot helped me, you know, just learn how to sing. And Kurt Cobain, Kurt Cobain, I think yeah. he helped me kind of sing and play a lot because that's all I would do when I was learning was I learned a lot of Nirvana songs and singing and playing really started to come easy after playing those Nirvana songs over cool. and over. Cool. How about you, Patrick? Mine would, I'm I'm one of the biggest Judas Priest fans that not only I know, that most people know. No uh, I am such a Rob Halford fanatic nice. that I have a hard time speaking to him when he comes around. <laughs> I try not to look at him. Uh, I he, I don't need him to, to remember me from Lita or anything. But Rob Halford is uh, so amazing that it's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's my number one. I don't really sing like him, but my number two might be somebody like Robin Zander from Cheap Trick, who sure. I also know. Yeah. And uh, he's the man of a thousand voices, somebody called him. And I look at guys like that and I'm like, wow, that is exactly how you front a band. And of course, people like Chris Cornell and Lane Staley. Um, those are people that those bands maybe couldn't have happened without them. So that's my highest echelon of singers right there for sure very good do, cool. do you have anything yes before I wrap actually this up? i do for okay. nikki uh, i didn't get to really talk about um her her solo album Go for um, it. but i i did want now that you're out of the shadows playing guitar now you're front and center on your vocals and everything what are some of the uh, positive what's a positive and a negative that you learned now that you're uh, having to you know do your vocals now well, it's still a, a learning process going back and forth from the leads to the vocals. Because if you listen to Apocrypha, there's a lot of singing and then it's a solo or a lead. Yeah. And so <laughs> learning all the footwork on the pedal while singing and transitioning back and forth. Plus, I get to wear some really cool, awesome heels that I can't wear when I'm running around with the maiden. You know, <laughs> I'm pretty much stuck on a microphone for most of the time. But uh so that's a just getting to change things up i would say is is a huge plus for me um yeah that's still a huge learning process for it's sure cool. it's a very split brain activity having to having to sing and play at the same time and and uh we commend you i mean you're you're sounding great that stuff's great guys I mean, really really good songwriting i'm going to make sure i put the uh, album cover back up here everybody please make sure you go get this it's apocrypha and it's great and make sure you pick up Heaven Blow as well. One more quick question before I let you guys go. Um, let me, man, I've got so many different screens here. It's hard to find you sometimes. There you are. Um, I want I want some advice from you guys. And I, I'm in no way referring to both of you as hired guns because I look at both of you. You all have established your own projects and you're well on your way to building those. So when I ask this question, it's just for the benefit of those people who maybe are musicians that are trying to break into this industry and, and maybe land a gig like Lita or land a gig like the Iron Maidens. Let's say you're, you're trying to get out there and get known. You don't have a band, but you're a, you're a good player and you've got good chops and you want to get picked up. 
what is your advice to those musicians that are looking to break into the industry? How can they get to that next level? Well, I would say what worked for me was I had put stuff out on YouTube videos um, back when YouTube was just kind of starting. Um, I wasn't in a band until I, I I played my first show when I on my 22nd birthday, actually. Um, I went to NAMM and I just networked and networked because I didn't know a single person out in Los Angeles. And then before I knew it, I was in two bands. And now with the age of social media, I mean, it's so easy to put yourself out there. I mean, there's the, the negative side is there's a million players now out there on social media, but at the same time, you can put yourself out there so easily now and just look, all I would say is just try to look professional and, and showcase yourself and showcase your talents because use social media to your advantage or go to open mic or jam nights. There's so many jam nights out here in Los Angeles now that if I would have known about those back in the day, I would, I would be out there playing in front of people as much as I could. Yeah. Is LA still a good place to go to try to get picked up? I would think so. I would, That's I would a tough question. Think. There's not a lot of record. There's not seven major labels like Union Underground got looked at and finally signed. So I feel like the playing field is wider. Yeah, um, it, it, it's, it's busy. It has more people. But yeah, so many people are moving. So many people that we know yeah. um, out here have moved to Nashville or to Vegas or to yeah. Texas or all these other places where there are music scenes going on. So, I don't think it has to be uh, Hollywood or Los Angeles, yeah. in my opinion. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's... my biggest advice would, would definitely be this once you can play and perform outside of your bedroom. It's all about networking. Yeah. Back in the early 2000s, I got my first endorsement with PV and we went to go get our 5150s. And I jammed with this guy who was on the bottom of the totem pole that had taken lessons from Joe Satriani. And he was a great player. And he and I jammed all day. And he would remind me every few months, you were the only rock star that came to PV that jammed with me and gave a shit about me. And, and we got on so well. I want to thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, that little guy became the uh, the president of BC Rich Guitars 10 years later. Oh, wow. And said, Lita Ford needs a guitar player, um, and I think you would be great, especially with your vocals. You'll probably be singing Close My Eyes Forever, I bet. And we both laughed, ha, ha, ha. Three months later, I get the Lita Ford gig. I'm sing singing Close My Eyes Forever. The point is, make friends with everyone. Because you're a good player doesn't make you special. That's only the entry level. The rest is networking, and people say, hmm, can I hang out with this person? Is this person going to be cool after they've had four beers? That's right. Can I be in a hotel room with this person? Will this person be able to talk to fans? It goes into all that. So, wow. so that's my advice. Network, and you'll see. You'll see people. You, you can never step on anyone. You have to make yeah. friends first. Yeah, you could be the best player, but they'll still pick somebody else if they get along with them better and they can still play the part. Maybe not as good as the other person, but if that person is more humble, gets along with people, that other person's going to get the gig. So yeah, definitely being humble and uh, getting along with everybody is definitely. Yeah. Definitely just leave, keep the baggage at home. You know, we all have baggage. That's why we write songs. That's why the opening <laughs> lyrics say, 
what they might say on a song. That's that's where you put the baggage. Man, so cool. Excellent advice. Yeah. You guys, thank you for being uh, two just genuinely gr- good people, sweethearts to us, giving us all, all this time. And, and we just encourage uh, all the viewers watching, please support Nikki and Patrick and all of the all their efforts they have going on with the Iron Maidens. Lita Ford, Heaven Below, Nikki's solo project. They're out there working hard, and they and they love you, and they appreciate you as fans. Their humility shows. And, guys, we appreciate your time. We wish you all the best, and hopefully we'll see you out in Oklahoma City this weekend, Nikki. Absolutely. I, I'll uh, email you all about that. Sounds awesome. great. I, I hope you all feel better as well, too. We'll get there. We yeah. got the meds on board, so we're, we're on our okay. way. All right. Much love, guys. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Have Merry Christmas. Take care. Thanks for having us. Bye, guys. Awesome. Great people. Two more great people. Yeah, that was cool. I tell you, I'm going to enjoy this uh, mild tea. So as as always, we... Are on on all the platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon. Boom! That was episode (laughs) ninety-seven. We are three away from one hundred, and you know our YouTube channel. We are looking to get more subscribers, so please make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, share and like on our our Facebook and our Twitter. Our Twitter is at tul music stream. It is. That was really a very enjoyable interview. Two very good people. We are going to play their beautiful version of Silent Night here in a moment. I again want to thank our sponsors, um, Psychomo Filmworks, DEB Concerts, OKPC, Shipment Photos, and Identity Merch. Guys, we appreciate your support of this show. Let's talk real quick about what we got coming up. This will probably be the last one before Christmas, and it's a good one. Thursday, December 21st at 6 p.m. Central, we will have Joey Allen of Warrant on with us. Scott has already had a phone visit with him. Super great guy. Very nice and friendly. So we look forward to getting him on here with us. And uh, I think it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. Sorry, I totally spaced out. It's it's the meds. (laughs) It's the meds for sure. Uh, Del Del Nichols says, thank you, uh, Jan and Scott. As a journalism major, you do your homework, and I always enjoy these. Nikki and Patrick are dear friends of mine. Oh, that's so cool. Thank you, Del. That means a lot. We we enjoy this. You know, we we actually, when we started this was when the pandemic, you know, of course, started, and we were trying to figure out something to do since we... We're down, you know, from playing clubs and everything music, music-wise. So we we started this to talk about music, and then we just started getting guest after guest, and and here we are. So this is, you know, ninety-seven episodes, and yeah. we're almost at a hundred. So we appreciate each and every one of you. We want to end this uh, episode with uh, Nikki and Patrick uh, doing Silent Night since it's. Christmas time. It is a beautiful song. Thanks again to Patrick and Nikki for a great interview. Go down there and see the Iron Maidens this Saturday in Oklahoma City at the Diamond Ballroom. Love you guys. We'll see you next Thursday, December 21st for Joey Allen. Have a great week.
No. Mm-hmm. 